Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. Welcome to another edition of Talking Money. So glad you're with us today. If this is your first time listening to Talking Money, a special welcome to you. I do want to remind you that, that this is not a sales program. There's there's not a hidden agenda here. There's no sales pitch. We don't do any of that. We're here to educate you and help make you a better uh, purchaser and maybe help keep you from making decisions that, that you really shouldn't have made and keep you out of trouble. That's that's our goal. been doing it now for over 13 years and so glad you know, you're with us today. It's a special guest today. Uh, Daniel Hicks is joining us uh, by phone. He's uh, a, a new uh, addition to the team at the National Christian Foundation. So uh, welcome, Daniel. I'll get you on the microphone here. That we'll get you introduced properly. Well, thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be on. I appreciate the invitation. So I understand even yesterday you had a, a big call with a bunch of attorneys and CPAs trying to figure out how to to do some of this complex asset transferring and gifting even just yesterday. And that uh, that's got to be, I think, uh, interesting and fulfilling just because it's it's challenging and it's not just the Okay, so you know, wills and and basic trusts those those are fine, but there's they there's still so much similar situations. I know there's difference in each client, but still, it's kind of the same. But these these bring you different challenges and, and I think different kinds of fulfillment, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah, it does. And it's you know that the goal of the National Christian Foundation is to work with givers to create a giving strategy. And that giving strategy has to be tailored to each person and each person's goals, also their their family needs and their family goals. So, uh, you know, sometimes we talk about really big numbers, millions of dollars in a gift, but, you know, obviously we know that as part of our worship, God doesn't put more value on, you know, millions versus a dollar. It's the heart of the matter. And so we, we really strive to do that, you know, to, to navigate those legal challenges and complex rules, but in a way that also uh, makes that in a worshipful experience and helps a giver have a strategy in how to do what they want to do. Yeah, really be proactive in your giving and not reactive in your giving, which so many yeah. people are. You know, I've had this right. question asked to me, and I think you probably have too, people that ask you about the tithe. Who said, what do you think about the tithe? Is that is that uh, is still a, a legitimate practice today? Is that biblical today as it was back in the Old Testament and so forth? And the one thing I, I tell them frequently, and it alludes really to what you were just speaking about, and that is I don't want to restrict God. So I think so many people say, okay, I gave my 10%. And if you look in the scripture, you realize it's, it was really more than 10% the tithe over a period of time. But let's say the 10% is the number, and they check the box. Okay, yeah, I've done my thing. I've checked my box. And then and that, to me, limits uh, God's blessing on somebody, not that God blesses just because you gave more, but I mean, if your heart is in, like you said, in the right place, 
and you give it for the right reasons. You're not giving it just for show. You're not giving it for some kind of a personal recognition while you're here on this earth because you're really trying to 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 uh, pay it pay it forward, pay it ahead, as Randy Alcorn would say. And it, it's something that I think is is a danger when you say, "Yep, ten percent, check my box, uh, I'm good to go." So, uh, have you had some of the similar conversations? Uh, we have, though. I, I you know I am humbled by. The individuals I get to meet on a daily, on a weekly basis. And I do think some of these individuals share a common, uh, sort of a common core belief. And, and you could say it, it has to do with their giving. Uh, they don't see that as a tithe. They see it as a worship, an act of worship. And I can't right. emphasize that enough because, mm-hmm. because when you see it that way, you really get beyond whether it's a 10% tithe or, you know, I've heard people say, do I, tend, do I tithe 10% on my gross or on my net, yeah. all that kind of right. stuff. And right. you can kind of, you get, you, you lose the forest because of the trees kind of thing there. So, uh, you know, one of the things I see in common is it's really not a focus on, on how much it's, it's, uh, I want to worship. And there's an excitement there. I mean, frankly, you see individuals who give and they see the fruit of their gifts. They see the impact it's made on a soup kitchen downtown or a missionary endeavor or a church or whatever it may be. And they really get excited. And, you know, right. that just, just that exceeds any kind of dollar value or dollar limit. Yeah, so we've both seen this where the, the person who is the most enriched, the most fulfilled is the one who gave the money, not necessarily the one who got the money. That's right. That's right. And yeah. I, at appropriate time, I want to share one of our giver stories, the Barnhart family and, uh, go into that a little bit because it's a good example of someone who set a giving goal and it, they, they couldn't out give the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we'll have, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that too. So one other point I'll make is that, uh, and I can't remember how many years ago, you may remember this, uh, Daniel, just in, in your getting more familiar with National Christian Foundation, Ronald Blue and Ron Blue was the one essentially who helped establish the National Christian Foundation years ago. And, uh, yeah. so it's, it's, it's something that Ronald Blue and Ronald Blue Trust now has done over the, over the years is that as clients had needs, then we developed those services. And this was certainly a need back then. And now, of course, as you said earlier, that's, it's grown exponentially over the years and it's helping so many people. And I don't mean just the people who are, who are giving, getting the money, but also those who ha- have a desire to give, don't know how to do it the most tax efficient way. And, and that's been uh, just a great, a great uh, fulfilling thing even for me to see as we go forward. Okay, so National Christian Foundation uh, failed to mention that uh, the amount of, of good work that you guys are helping clients to do. So talk to us a little bit about yes. uh, 2019. What happened last year? You mentioned Ron Blue being one of the founders of the National Christian Foundation. Uh, another one of those is Larry Burkett, who many remember uh, from his biblical financial advice. Uh, another was a lawyer by the name of Terry Parker, and I recall meeting with Terry Parker back in, this was probably the, or, uh, about 1998, 99. I remember him saying that it was his goal to see NCF take in a billion dollars in, in gifts and, and grant that out. So if we flash forward to uh, 2019, in 2019, we took in $1.5 billion in gifts, and we made grants of $1.23 billion. So people ask, well, where'd that other, you know, two and a half million go? Uh, much of that is still sitting in uh, donor advised funds, and we're waiting for those to be sold. They would be business interests most often. They're interests that have not quite liquidated yet. The business hasn't been sold. But when they do, that money goes out. So 
Uh, it's really amazing the way the Lord has used NCF to further the kingdom. I think since 1982, we've made over $11 billion in grants. Uh, we have 63,000 charities that we have supported throughout the years. So we are truly blessed. We have offices all over the, all over the country and, uh, the team that services the Carolinas, the Carolinas team is in Charlotte and in Raleigh. And maybe one day we'll have another local office in Greenville, but, uh, it's it's really amazing to see the way the Lord has used NCF, and you know the glory goes to Him because um, it just reflects people who wanted to worship the Lord in their giving and what the Lord can do with that. I got more familiar with National Christian Foundation several years ago when we had a client who, there again, like you said, Daniel owned a business that was not his primary business. He was part owner or one of the major owners in this business up north, and his his heart for giving was was uh, so big that his kids were afraid that he was going to give away all of his money and he wouldn't he wouldn't have oh, anything wow. left even for himself not for them just for even for his own needs uh but so National Christian Foundation at the time working with uh, Michael King because uh, you weren't there yep. yet and uh and Great. and setting up that arrangement it was pretty uh, pretty exciting to see how all that can be structured to to minimize the taxes and still maximize the gift which is one of the things we want to talk about with tax smart giving strategies which is what it's all about so uh, let's talk about that of course you can always see cash and the cares act uh let's talk a little bit about that and get everybody up yeah. to speed on that so everyone's you know, familiar you make a cash gift to your church or to the charity of your choice and you get to deduct that and that's easy and that's still very important um but Recently, they changed the law that uh, you could deduct up to 60% of your adjusted gross income, or AGI, for cash gifts made to charity. Well, then the CARES Act, for the very first time in our nation's history, the CARES Act recently enacted in response to COVID-19, liberalized that rule so that you can give, if you're giving cash to public charities, things like your church or Red Cross or Salvation Army or whatever, you can deduct up to 100% of your AGI uh, in 2020 uh, alone. It does not, so if you're making gifts to a donor advised fund or a private foundation, that's not the case. You can still make, you know, you still give up to your 60%, but, um, if you give, you would make $100,000 and you give $100,000 to a public charity, then you have no income for 2020. Of course, you have to, you have to itemize, and if somebody gave 100000 they certainly would, would qualify well, for itemizing. <laughs> but if you that's only right. have 24000 know, $24, in change, uh, you, know, and you can't – you'd have yeah. to give more than that to, to be able to itemize anything. But there is a, a, a new rule in there, what, about uh, $300, I think it is, that, that anybody can give. That's right. Yeah, so non-itemizers will be able to deduct up to $300 in cash gifts for 2020 as well. So even if you're taking the standard deduction – uh, you'll be able to have another $300 deduction. And I know, you know, I, I'm sensitive to the fact that right now there's so many folks that are out of jobs or they're just strapped for cash. Uh, what is neat is there are individuals, and I'm seeing individuals who recognize that they have more than others, and they are doing this cash giving. They're, they're giving everything they can in order to help support, um, especially, uh, you know, other small business owners and that kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and people that, that have, this is a great time to, to show the love of Christ and, and give the, those assets that cash even. You can still do the qualified charitable distribution if you're over seven and a half. And, and that can still be a better way to give the money as opposed to giving it just as an itemized deduction because it's, it helps reduce that IRA and helps reduce future 
required minimum distributions and so forth. So those who are 70 and a half, I mean, they, they changed the required minimum distribution rules to 72 if you turn 72 yep. this year later, but 70 and a half for the uh, qualified charitable distribution. All right, so we are uh, about out of time here for the for the first half of Talking Money. Uh, Daniel Hicks, Charitable Gift and Estate Planning Attorney with the National Christian Foundation, is my guest. We're going to be back with some more neat ideas and some interesting uh, tax-smart giving strategies when we come back with Talking Money in just a few minutes. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust sponsor Talking Money to help educate listeners about financial planning so you have the information needed to help you make more informed and hopefully better decisions. When a Ronald Blue Trust advisor meets with prospective clients, their goal is to determine if any of our services are a good fit for them. They don't sell any products like annuities or life insurance and as a fiduciary work to serve your best interest. Perhaps you just need a financial physical from the Everyday Steward Division without any ongoing monitoring or you're about to retire and need to work with the Private Wealth Division to map out a financial path and then help implement and continuously monitor that plan. Ronald Blue Trust Advisors act like your quarterback, coordinating the advice you receive from your accountant, your estate attorney, life insurance agent, and in some instances, even your investment advisor. You can learn more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And you're listening to Mike Miller. This is Talking Money. So glad you're with us today. My special guest, Daniel Hicks, charitable gift and estate planning attorney with the National Christian Foundation, uh, formerly in private practice here in the upstate. But one of the things, uh, Daniel, we're talking about giving money and giving cash and so forth. And one of the things that, that we do in our firm at Ronald Blue Trust, uh, we did it when it was planned first before that is to help clients establish what we call their finish line. So some of the software that Ronald Blue Trust has actually puts that in the software. It says, this is my finish line. So as you plan yeah. for yourself and you plan for how much you need, even how much your family needs and how much you think is enough for your kids to inherit, you say, okay, there's my finish line. And so items and, and assets as they grow, in most years that they grow, and and as you add assets to it, then, okay, then that's when you can pray about it and say, okay, what, what does really God want me to do with these resources? We don't want any of our clients to to die and go to heaven and stand before God, and God says, hey, look, I provided you with all these resources, and all you did was hoard them. All you did is pass them on to your family. All you did was you didn't do the things that I really wanted you to do. You weren't a good steward with those funds. So one of the things National Christian Foundation can help you do and with these smart giving strategies is help you with those decisions and how to be the best and tax most tax efficient way to make some of those gifts. So let's talk about some of those non cash gifts and things like that, Daniel. Yes. So it's interesting that um roughly Eighty percent of our nation's wealth is tied up in assets, basically land or privately held business interests, that kind of thing. But um, most giving is out of cash, so we have sort of a, a, a situation where when they people tend to think of giving and be able to give, um, you know, some business owners will say, I, you know, I tithe on the profits of my business, 
never realizing that the value of their business and really where most of the wealth in their business is in the, the business itself. And so that's one of the things we come along with folks and say, as part of your giving strategy, let's look at, let's look at your balance sheet. Let's look at that. And let's look at some of the business or interest that you can actually give. So it could be real estate. It could be most oftentimes it is, it could be an LLC that owns real estate. And so we're asking them to consider, hey, if you give part of your LLC, if you give a 10% interest or sometimes it's a 1% interest, whatever the, the value of that gift and the offsetting charitable deduction, things like that can re- lead to real savings. So, uh, to give you an example of, so I had a, 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 a client years ago, this was sort of one of my introductions to NCF. She had put in $100,000 into a, a business. And she was looking to sell it, and the buyer was buying it uh, for a significant amount. It was like $15 million, so it was a pretty good return on investment there. And yeah. her desire was, well, I'm going to have $15 million. I, I want to give a lot to my church, but, you know, how do I do this? And she was just thinking, I'll sell and give the cash. And what we did through NCF is, well, what if you give part of your business? Even if you give just like a 15% interest in your business, the deduction from that um, – will help offset some of the sale income that you're getting and avoid quite a bit of tax. So we did all the work about that, getting it structured, and, and, and so she was able to give 15% of her business to NCF, and then when the sale occurred, that money that had already been gifted to NCF didn't pay any income tax or capital gains tax on that, and so that money was sitting there ready for her to be able to give to her church. And one of the things I explained is, you know, if she wanted to give it to her church, oftentimes a church or other charity, they really can't take interest in that privately held business. There may be legal reasons. It could be some liabilities that are concerned there, or the buyer may not even like it, um, seeing that as an owner. So that's one of the things that we try to do is to take on cases, take on situations where uh, many charities just simply can't, and we're the go-between. We tell folks, hey, we're trying to help you give to the charity that you love and hold dear, and uh, we'll have to try to get that set up so that it can be as clean as possible. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. I was thinking uh, how if a church were to receive a 15% interest in a business after someone passed away, as opposed to having it come through uh, just as a cash gift through the NCF, that most churches and their boards would be um, a little uh, at at loss is what do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> how do I what do I do with this interest in these shares? And then you have all the deacons and elders trying to to help run the business, probably. Right, <laughs> right. and and just just the liability. What if the sale goes through, or what if there's a lawsuit after the sale, or something like that? You know, the church is now suddenly exposed to that kind of liability. So, um, it's something we're very familiar with doing. It's interesting to me how many people. Just don't even think about the fact that their assets are there, and the, and the same thing happens to, to give away, and they don't think about their IRA as being something that they can give money away from. I'll have a, a client that's going to be turning seventy and a half this year, and said, "Okay, well, make sure that you uh, don't give away any of your cash or any assets. Don't give that away until you turn seventy and a half." And that may not be till November, but but when you turn seven and a half, that we can make a qualified charitable distribution. But they don't plan ahead, and by November they've already given all the money they most of the money they're going to give away, and now they've got the opportunity to do a qualified charitable distribution. But then there's no money left to do that in. So it's amazing how many people just don't know these techniques and don't understand them. So I guess you run into that a lot yourself. 
Yeah, you do. And I, you know, it's just, uh, it's part of getting people to think about, uh, not just giving from cash, but giving from the assets that they're blessed to hold. We like to tell folks sometimes we can increase your giving without you even having to touch your checkbook. So, and frequently that's the example. So they say have an individual has a very, um, nice piece of real estate and they own it in an LLC. That's a very common example. And they're looking to sell that real estate, that land, and there's a lot of capital gain. Um, so, you know, we'll run calculations that say, all right, if you, if you sell it, pay the capital gains tax and then give 10% after the fact, what does that look like in tax savings? And then we'll show what if you actually give 10% of your LLC up front and then when the sale occurs, what's left in your pocket. And very often, uh, givers are surprised to find out that by giving before the sale, they actually end up with a little bit more money in their pocket and money in the charity pocket. So really what they've done, and legally the IRS has basically said you can replace government with charity in many cases, and it's encouraged to do. And so uh, that's exciting to kind of see someone's eyes light up when you say, you know, if you just do it this way, you'll actually end up with a little bit more money in your pocket, and then you'll have this <laughs> sizable portion over here to give away to charity. And that they, they really gets them excited. And a lot of times what we'll see is we'll show that, and they'll say, well, what if I do 20%? So we'll run that case. Yeah, let's, you know, let's do more. <laughs> yeah, let's do more. Excited. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's even better. So uh, that's, yeah. that's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah, so when you when you tell them that they can give away the the way the money and still end up more in their own pocket, we can't really call that sacrificial giving. <laughs> they end up with with, right. with more money than they had before. That's right. We're we're blessed to live. I you know I tell people I, I, we're blessed to live in a country that, that lets you do that. I mean that is that's yes. it's a wonderful thing that our government uh, allows us to make gifts and it offsets you know taxes. And I think you know the reason this is because Americans are more charitable than any other country. And we give more to charity and more to causes than any other country. And uh, I think it's part of our heritage, and that's a good thing to be proud about, especially in a time yeah. like this. It's a good opportunity for people to help. I want to clarify something, too, as well. When we say giving to National Christian Foundation, um, you know, that's through the use of a donor-advised fund. And I think you've had other programs where you cover this, but uh, if if I am a giver and I have a donor-advised fund with a National Christian Foundation, a donor-advised fund is just basically a separate account sitting at NCF. And when I, if I make a, you know, a $10,000 gift to my donor advised fund, I get to deduct at that point. I have given up control of that money or that asset, whatever it may be. But I have advisory rights. So I can tell the National Christian Foundation, I want you to take that money and give it to, you know, these charities. So, right. you know, we do hold it, but we're kind of holding it in a way, uh, that allows the donor or the giver to, to advise us to where they want to give it. And from our standpoint, you know, we, our rules is it needs to be given to a 501c3. That's an IRS rule. And then it has to be given to a, a charity that uh, fits with our, our, our Christian purposes. So um, when I say give to NCF, I always want to tell folks, hey, that's yeah. not given to us for us to keep. It's giving up to us to distribute out. And that's that gets us excited as well. Sure, sure. We can talk a little bit about how you guys, you know, can stay in business, but we'll do that after the break. So talking with Daniel Hicks, charitable gift and estate planning attorney with the National Christian Foundation. We'll have just a few minutes when we get back from the, uh, the break to, to talk about some more tax smart, uh, stories that, uh, that Daniel's helped with clients through the NCF and, and otherwise. Uh, we'll look forward to that. But, uh, so we'll be back with, uh, the rest of Talking Money in just a few minutes. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. 
I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust sponsor Talking Money to help educate listeners about financial planning so you have the information needed to help you make more informed and hopefully better decisions. When a Ronald Blue Trust advisor meets with prospective clients, their goal is to determine if any of our services are a good fit for them. They don't sell any products like annuities or life insurance and as a fiduciary work to serve your best interest. Perhaps you just need a financial physical from the Everyday Steward Division without any ongoing monitoring, or you're about to retire and need to work with the Private Wealth Division to map out a financial path and then help implement and continuously monitor that plan. Ronald Blue Trust Advisors act like your quarterback, coordinating the advice you receive from your accountant, your estate attorney, life insurance agent, and in some instances, even your investment advisor. You can learn more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And we've got a few minutes here left in the Talking Money. So glad you joined us today. Daniel Hicks, my special guest. He's a charitable gift and estate planning attorney with the National Christian Foundation. We've been talking about some pretty neat uh, ideas and strategies, tax smart giving strategies. So, Daniel, we've been talking about the National Christian Foundation and all the detailed and some complex uh, tax planning and strategies that you do when somebody's selling a, a complex asset like a business and so forth. And I know one of the questions from the listeners has got to be, okay, so I know attorneys aren't cheap, so uh, especially with these complex assets. So how do you guys, uh, am I going to be paying thousands of dollars in attorney's fees? And how do you guys uh, afford to, to stay, keep your doors open? Yes, no, I'm glad you asked that. So our work, uh, my work, it's, there's no charge for it. We are a, a 501c3. So we are a Christian ministry uh, as well. So we uh, are supported somewhat by donations uh, if someone gives to us directly. But in most cases, uh, our fees are earned by when, if we ever do a, if we do a gift of a privately held interest. So when someone is giving us a portion of their privately held company, um, when the sale occurs, we get we ask we ask that the first grant that they give or the first gift they give would be to us, and that can range anywhere from three percent to five percent of the sale amount. But we we don't require that. That is not something we're you know mandated because we are a publicly supported charity. So. Uh, and then if we have funds sitting in account, so if we have uh, money sitting in a donor advised fund that has not been granted out, uh, we would earn like a 1% fee on that uh, for the if it's invested. If it's just all cash, I think there may be like a 10 or $15 monthly charge or something like that. That's just to help cover the cost of postage and things like that. So, uh, But then, you know, oftentimes if we have an individual who has a donor advised fund with investments over a certain amount, I think it's over $300,000, and they want their own, they want Ronald Blue to keep investing it. That's fine as well. So um, our our fees most often though come from when someone has donated a part of their business and the sale of that business occurs. Okay. All right. So I want to make sure we clear the air on that in case somebody's asking about yeah, that. Yeah. No. I'm glad. Well, it's funny because I had a conversation with someone recently who's interested. He's looking to sell his business, and uh, I had known him a little bit in private practice and I had to remind him like, hey, I'm free now, so you can use me as much as you want. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> what a deal. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So in the minutes we have left, uh, let's share some stories, If uh, depending on how much time we have, but there's there's one I know it's already on your website, so it's public information, the Barnhart uh, client that you guys work with. Uh, talk, talk to us about that. 
And I would encourage your listeners, please go to our website. It's www.ncfgiving.com. That's ncfgiving.com. And we have a number of stories, individuals who uh, we help, you know, do their giving strategy, and uh, they've allowed people to put us to put them on their website that people can be encouraged uh, by their story. So the Barnhart is really amazing. Um, they uh, own a crane and rigging company, and when they first started um, years ago, they had early on had in their minds that they wanted to be able to give away some of their profits and, and give things away, but. As the company grew and they added employees, um, you know, cash flow is always an issue. They wanted to give more, but they only had so much cash. And they met uh, some folks from NCF who talked to them about, hey, you can give part of your interest. You can give part of your business interest. And there was no sale of the business. They were like, well, you know, we can give part of the business, and the profits from that business will go directly to our donor advised funds, and there's no tax being paid on that income. And so over time, they just kept giving. They kept giving um, parts of their business. It may have been, you know, 1% early and then 5% or whatever. So eventually, the Barnhart's got to where they have given away um, basically 100% of their company. So it was originally it was they gave away 99% of the non-voting shares in the company and retained 1% uh the voting control. And then eventually, they assigned that 1% control into a irrevocable voting trust uh, that has basically a board um, board of directors over that. And so the Barnhart still works for their company. They still, you know, earn a paycheck and things like that. But uh, their goal was to give a million dollars away per month. And that's what they are currently doing. Uh, and that's straight out of the business. And it's because wow. so much of the money, so much of money that they're earning uh, is held by the donor advice fund. So in some cases, that means no tax. Um, people may be surprised. Sometimes a charity has to pay some tax. It's, it's called UBIT tax. But the tax that we pay is much, much lower than what an individual would pay. So, uh, you know, that's, I would say that's one of the more, I would say extreme, but I mean, people say, how could I ever do that? And, you know, that we're not asking for people to give away 100% of their business, but it is encouraging. And I would ask folks to go to the website and check that out because for, you know, they kind of started slow and giving a little bit of time and just kept building and building. And uh, it's amazing to see the Lord's use that. There's, there's another giver I think was so inspired by that story um, who started a mortgage company, and that's also on the on the website, and is trying to do something similar. And we have met, had the privilege of meeting some others who heard that story, were so moved by it. Um, their business is still in the growing stage, but they have that as their strategy as well, is to eventually give away, you know, ninety five percent or ninety nine percent of the company. Yeah. So a practical question. Yeah, yeah. A practical question. So many business owners, their the majority of their net worth is tied up in their business. So if he gave away his entire business, then okay, he's still working. So as long as he's working, he has a salary. But then when he retires, we have to assume he's got a retirement plan. He's got something else where he still has some assets, but his but his business would not be part of that retirement plan. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. That's right. But, he, so but even though that has to be. Case by case basis, you know, because yeah, uh, sure. if he didn't have anything retirement or other assets to live off of, that would certainly be part of the strategy. But uh, and I you know, mentioned too, we work with, you know, uh, the Carolinas team worked with his financial advisors and his attorneys because you know we we don't provide legal service. I mean, we we can't do law work for people. We're not lawyers for them, but um, we work with their advisors to come up with that strategy. What what is needed for retirement? What is needed for family? All those kind of things. Right. But the, but the planning work that you guys that you don't charge for, I mean, uh, my 
my in my experience, the types of ideas you guys come up with and have worked with for so many years and have really a depth of experience and skill there because of the years that you've been doing it. A lot of these, even estate planning attorneys, tax attorneys, uh, either aren't familiar with the techniques and certainly don't know necessarily how to structure it where you guys can come alongside them and help them uh, determine how to structure that. So there'll still be a fee from their, their personal attorney, but not for the planning ideas that you guys come up with. No, that's that's exactly right. And so, yeah, it's something. There's a lot of what we do is education, and um, you know, we've occasionally I'll run into, I ran into an attorney not too long ago. who just kind of told the giver, well, you, he owned an S corporation, so well, you can't give S corporations to a charity. And that used to be the rule a long time ago, but that rule has certainly changed, and you can do that. There are a lot of S corporations tend to be more complex than most, but you certainly can. And we've we've done hundreds, if not thousands, of those. So, wow. work with the donor that out. Yeah. So Daniel, once again, give us uh, a way to get more information from National Christian Foundation. What's that website again? It is ncfgiving.com. N-C-F-G-I-V-I-N-G. Yeah, so it's uh, National Christian Foundation. NCF stands for National Christian Foundation. So so Daniel, uh, once again, I appreciate you coming on, taking your time to share your experience and expertise now that you're with the National Christian Foundation. So thanks so much for sharing these uh, terrific ideas to our listeners. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, more information is always at 800-588-7526 if you want to call me at the office and have some more questions. Be glad to, to uh, speak with you. Have a great weekend.